Welcome to the Two Dudes That Game podcast. Are we good this time? Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Look at that. Try number three. I mean, it it's always be, on the third it try. Be, it could be the fault of the person that didn't put the whole song in there. It didn't fit with the the video, but I <laughs> I figured we could do a fade. I think hitting the fade button was easy enough, and it would fade out at that time. But I didn't I didn't know that was going to be so hard of hitting a single button. But you know, you you, you get what you get. Listen, baby steps for me. You understand that. We are um, really late on this episode. We apologize, but you know, life is life here, and we're getting into episode five of The Last of Us. Which is Endure and Survive, which I do agree, which is said in the show that is very redundant. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's very appropriate for uh, the episode that we have here. So we didn't really do this in the last episode, but I'm going to go ahead and just say, like, James, how how did you feel this episode did overall? What what, what were your feelings behind it? Um, I will say this one thing that I thought changed the way everything is this episode really I think flipped it where at the end I thought okay Joel is finally getting his humanity back and Ellie just lost hers it's almost like he's gonna need to now he's going to be we're going to see father joel now i think going forward like hardcore i think you i think he knows that she needs it i think there's there's a key thing here that they have brought through these episodes and the the word that it comes up with and, and actually yesterday being valentine's day it actually works perfect is love yeah and and you bring this into where you're they they really hit home the brutality of this world just in the opening scene of what what transpired so we do get a little bit of a flashback and we start to understand what this uh military group with uh Kathleen is and how they started and why they started and um really the question we had what did she do what made her the leader of this group um, and we turned to find out that her brother was actually the leader of the group yeah. and, um, Sam and Henry or well, Henry, not Sam, but Henry sold out, uh, her brother. And we're going to get into like why and all of that here yeah. a little bit later, but, um, that's why we understand. That's why she's, she's so hell bent on getting Henry. And, and again, yeah. like, that's why I felt like this is not long-term. Yeah. yeah this isn't a long-term her thing. brother. Her losing her brother made sense to me finally why everyone's immediately following her because she probably went so cold and vengeful. Yeah, but here's the thing where I talk about love. She's able to be. The the juxtaposition of love. I did not understand the Bill and Frank episode as a whole to this series until this episode. Because what they are doing is they're just they're doing a juxtaposition they're on, driving home on the what love can do. Either you take it and you build this beautiful story in this cold, dark world and you save each other and, and you help each other and you do this and you bring want to bring more into it. And that's that story there to then 
the Kathleen story we're going to find here where you go vengeance in, in, in killing and everything else. So I didn't get that episode. I get what they were doing now. Yeah. And I understand. Yeah. I understand why possibly keeping Bill around would have not have not had that same impact on me when I watched this episode of like, Oh, Okay, that's what we're driving home here. That's what we're really looking to do. That's what this episode was supposed to show me. Yeah. Is that it's the human's choice in this world of where you're going. It's not just the way it is. Um, so we start off this episode with just the basically the overthrow of no, Fedra in Kansas City. Yeah. Are we in Kansas? Kansas City, yes. Yeah. Um. Now we find out, and, and I mean, it's just brutal. I mean, there's one scene where they're just dragging this dude with 20 knives stabbed into him, and that, and then you see that Henry and Sam are on the street running away because they're also looking for um, anyone else that has helped Fedra or, or, or told Fedra where people were. The rats, the rats, essentially. And and, you know, um, collaborators, as they put it, were you a collaborator with them? And so we, we do find out and they're running and they're trying to get away from these guys because this is just it is legitimate chaos here. Um, and, and, and controlled chaos because we have this militant group, not really a militant group, but rogue uh, rebel group taking over the military station that we have. So then we move into after all the destruction and I'm not really going to go through everything. It was brutal in there. Um, are you, are you, are you skipping past Kathleen interrogating everyone? No, no, no. I'm, I'm getting that. Okay. Um, the, the scene of them killing everybody oh, yeah, is just a lot of, we don't need to go through every single one of all no, that stuff. No, no, no. But, but what you we do need idea. to know is that Sam is seeing this. You know, Sam is seeing this and his his brother, which we find out. I thought it was dad, his dad. I, I don't I know why too, yeah. I did that. It was his brother. Um, it's even his brother in the game. I, it's just been a while since I played it. Um, his brother is really trying to get him focus on me. Let's move. Let's get out of here. We have to do this fast. Um, so then Kathleen goes in and she starts interrogating uh, a bunch of these collaborators, as she puts it. And we start to find out that they were starting kind of this uprising yeah. in, uh, in Kansas City. And her brother was kind of the leader of this uprising in Kansas City. And all of these people that were in here were basically the rats that um, sold different people out for, as she put it, apples. Apples, you know, med, I mean, anything medicine, what, what it could be like if you're, you're going to you're going to sell out a human being, someone's neighbors, family, even. Yeah. And then she says, oh, um, everyone will be fine as long as you tell me where Henry's at. Like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm not going to do anything. No one wants to say anything about Henry. No one wants to say anything about Henry. And then finally, when she walks out, she starts to walk out and she says, kill them to you know her her dog. Uh, there um, and the one dude decides to turn on Henry. He doesn't have a lot of information, but he gives. You can tell he's honest. He's but he's honest. He knows. He, and and 
The funny part is, is you can trust this guy because this isn't the first time you sold somebody out. Yeah. So it's like, you got it in you, you got it in you. So a rat's a rat, and that's what she's hoping for here. Um. So she even says it, of course you have, you're a rat. Like, of course you've told me the truth. Uh, you're a rat. Uh, then once she gets that information, she... She goes out and she kind of a theme here is they, they keep saying you're going to get a trial. You're going to get a trial. Like you're going to get a fair trial. Cause that's what Fedra did. That's do. what Fedra did. did. See stuff on that before. And, and whether or not the trial was fair. Um, yeah. Who knows now? She then sends everybody out to look for Henry. Like he's still in the city. Send them out. Her number two kind of questions her on, on this move because it seems like, it's nighttime and she wants to go door to door like well that and it just looks like they just over like this looks like they've just overthrew yeah this. it looks like all that stuff that was going on is like happening as they're doing this and he's even saying like she, she's like should we wait a week a month like how long how long do we wait he's like we got Ooh. a perimeter we want to do this but here's where i'm like she is hell bent yeah this and that is, reminded me what you said last week you thought it was going to be a short this whole her and uh, obviously we get through that through the episode but as soon as she started acting that way i was like well that's the downfall of every leader in any kind of movie or tv show like this because as soon as they get hellbent on one singular person that they all the all their resources they're putting in they lose focus of the bigger picture yeah she has no big picture here this is this is uh, vengeance yeah um this is nothing but but her trying to get back for what happened to her brother and then i do want to point out um you know the body of the the all the bodies burned bodies that we saw in the beginning yeah well i think that was them because she doesn't give them a trial she kills them and her statement is it's faster just to burn the bodies and we start season one with joel burning bodies so this is where Mm -hmm. i when i heard that i'm like you're no better than the people you just replaced. Yeah. And I thought it was, uh, interesting. I said this to my wife when we were watching, cause she says, kill them all, then burn it. And it cuts away. And I can't even remember if you maybe hear a gunshot or two as they start, but I, I don't know if it even shows that now as watching it, you know, that's exactly what they did. You understand that's what they did, but a TV show and a movie and this kind of thing can drastically change the public opinion and people being able to watch it if they were to show that entire execution. I just thought it was interesting. HBO's how, you know not afraid happened, of that, though. I know they're not afraid of it, which is why I was shocked, but it is interesting how it changes the entire narrative of a show. You, you, you definitely have to tread lightly. I mean, Walking Dead lost a massive audience when they showed the entire Negan bashing people with a baseball bat. People just stopped watching. And you could have risked uh, losing an audience by showing something like that here. So I find it interesting how they, how maybe the producers or directors decide what to show and what not to show, even though the end result is the same thing. We all know that those people got executed and then got burned. Well, there's always a difference between seeing something and knowing something happened. Yeah. Like it's, there's definitely a difference there. Um, but again, you know, from, from my point of view, it's just like, you're you're no better. Like you you're saying the same things they said. You're replacing one terrible group with another terrible group. Yep, you're not you're absolutely. not progressing. Um so then we kind of move on and we see uh Sam and Henry end up getting to the location that they're going to, and it's the doctor that's helping them. So we find out the doctor is the one, um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But um And the guy that gave up the information told her 
that the doctor was meeting them. Yes. Somewhere. Yeah. Told her that he was, he was the one helping. So that's why when she was interrogating him in the last episode, she knew he knew. Like, yeah. like I know, you know, something you need to tell me. Um, we find out that both of their guns have no ammunition in them. Um, but some Hawkeye people say that Sam's gun had two bullets in it, but he would have had to pull the trigger four times to shoot them. But I'm like, people like relax a little bit. Um, you don't, you don't, we don't need to go that far in depth. We, we know he just does. There's no, there's no ammunition in these guns. They know there's not, but um, you know, that, that could turn into a, a big problem um, down the road. So Henry's really, uh, you know, worried and trying to figure out, okay, we have this much food, this many days we can stay here. And finally yeah. the doctor kind of points out like, how's he doing? Like how's Sam doing? And he's like, you know, the best he can. Is he scared? And he's like, he's scared because you're scared. So we yeah. do have this nice moment between um, brother and brother and brother here. And he tells them no one's going to be able to find them where they're at, that they're safe. And he's trying to make him feel safe. And you got to imagine, and I think this is still one of the most fantastic changes that they've made in this show by making him deaf. Sam deaf. Okay, so that's not in the game? No, Sam is not okay. deaf in the game. But I was going to say, you didn't, you didn't point that out, but I thought that was a drat. Like We learned that here, that he's deaf. and Yeah, I think it. what it does, though, is it makes him so much more vulnerable in this world. Yes. Like, like he can only communicate with his brother. Like if something happens to Henry, this kid can't, he really can't talk to anybody. He has his little magic notebook. Like what a perfect find. I loved those things when I was a kid. Yeah. Now I will say they found the greatest edition of it because after about seven words, mine did not. Oh no, never worked. So they, they do have a fantastic one. Um, they got those, those like real chemicals in it that could probably kill you. We probably had the ones that don't kill you. Um, but then he also gives them this huge bag of, uh, I guess, what, colored pencils, crowns or something, yeah. crayons. Um, and they start drawing on it because it needs some art. He says, the worst place about this place is it's ugly. Like, let's make it pretty. Yeah. So they start coloring. And um, we get this 10-day jump. And the doctor but, but has that's left. How we realize, well, that is how we realize that's the place that Kathleen and the guy found in the last episode. Yes. With all the coloring and all that. Yes. So. They find that in the last episode. Um, Sam's getting hungry. They're out of food. They have one can of food left, I, I should say. And the doctor hasn't come back. We know the doctor was killed by Kathleen. So he's not coming back. Uh, this is 10 days later. Well, technically... Technically, not yet. He's about to be killed. Yeah, not yet. He's being held he right is now. Captured. He's captured. He's not coming back. Um, but Sam is really, really, really hungry. He wants to get out. Um, and he's really like worried. Like, is he coming back? Is it? What, what are we gonna do? Like, we've been up here. That's a long time for ten days. Now they do have water in that building. They do have bathrooms, but they do have to go out of the attic area. It was very Anne Frank here. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I got, just kept getting those kind of vibes of, you know, in yeah, the attic I hiding, agree, I agree with you know, you there. super yeah. Anne Frank um, situation, um, deaf child, like, again, all of this kind of stuff lines perfectly with that. So, you know, they're they're pulling on your understanding of other stories um, 
as as you're moving through this. And then finally, I think Henry comes to the realization he's not coming back. Uh, we go to the next day. He's gonna have to find food. Uh, they wake up and he wakes Sam up, and it's you know it's 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 time to move. Um, I bet Henry's been up all night. It probably seems like watching their movements, trying to figure out how he's gonna get through the city. Um, poor Sam asks, you know, if he's dead, because obviously this guy was a friend to him. He helped him. Um, but they don't have any more food, so they've got to go. And and I think again with with Sam being deaf here as a watcher, like I'm sucked into this. I'm paying so much attention. You to start to what, watch it through his eyes. Yeah, like like you're 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 almost like just the the emotion that this child shows because he is a deaf actor. So what a lot of people don't didn't know about this is the, is is the the. The child that plays Sam is deaf. And from what I hear, Bella Ramsey like picked up the sign language super fast. Mm-hmm. And they became great friends through through this whole thing, through all the filming that they did. And um, you know, the whole cast had to start to learn. And it was this really great thing for the cast to be able to communicate with him. But his ability to express his feelings through everything other than words is unreal here. So you're feeling everything from this child as you're watching him, every emotion, because that that's how he communicates. Yeah. It's the same feeling I got from the actress in the quiet place. who was also deaf that played. I don't know if you've yeah, seen quiet. I haven't place, seen but. it. My wife won't let me watch it cause she's afraid of it. Um, just like this show. It's excellent. You definitely need to watch um, it. I do need to watch it. But then you but have another actress is the yeah. same. You get the same, you see everything through her eyes and you really feel it. Like you said, and, Sam being deaf gets gets you really sucked into paying attention to this, which I found very interesting in the next scene where we finally kind of meet our timelines with Joel and Ellie, right? Because they're trying to make their way to the city. And of course they start to hear this accident. And we realize now we're getting the opposite view of the whole Joel and Ellie fight. And of course it was definitely a laundromat. We yeah, get, it was a laundromat. We're sign of that now. Yeah. And I do like the fact that his brother paints his face. We find out how Sam gets his face painted because he's mm. trying to make him the superhero that he wants to be to kind of give him that courage to, mm-hmm. you know, we got to leave. It's not going to be good, but we got to leave. But I like this scene where you see, he can see that Henry is seeing something very scary, but Sam can't see out the window. He's too short. He's yeah. not seeing what Henry's looking at, but he knows something bad's going around. And then you got to remind yourself that, oh, he's deaf. He can't hear the gunshots. He doesn't yeah. know. He has no clue how close that is. He could think it's right outside the door. Yeah. Like he has no clue. But now I will say from someone that's been around gunshots and things, he could probably feel some of that base concussion because yeah, they weren't sense. that far away. Um, so he probably felt that. And if you could feel something from that far away, he's probably like, okay, this is bad. He knows. There's been enough gunshots around him during this that he knows that concussion feeling, that he knows what's going on there. So I think that's what he's getting is he's feeling that. Because um, you, I mean, some of those rifles, you it, you feel it like you don't yeah. you don't hear it. You can feel it um, from from far away. Now we do know he watches Joel kind of take these guys out, and it seems like he follows them. So Henry's got a plan to follow him. Um, he's not, he's not trying to, it wasn't like they just found them here. 
he they went to where they were going. Yeah. So Henry has has a purpose behind it. And then we finally get the timelines meeting. Um, so I'll let you take this one here on where they they finally meet. So they end up in that in the same tower. They're climbing the stairs. You see them climbing. And as they start to approach the door, now we know the end game. We know that Joel and Ellie wake up with these two pointing guns at them. And in last episode, it ends. We don't know that, you know, Sam is deaf or any of that. But as they start to walk through, uh, Henry steps on the glass that Joel had put out. And I thought it was interesting because we definitely left last episode thinking that Joel only put it on the inside. Well, that's what it looked like. <laughs> but he definitely put it on the outside. And of course, uh, Sam doesn't know there's making noise, but Henry lets him know that, hey, there's noise. It's noisy. We got to be quiet. But I found it, thought it was interesting because watching them through, I was like, did Joel just put large shards of glass with massive areas of empty space between them? Because once they realized there was glass there, I, now I'm over the hole. They were trying to play up, you know, Joel's deaf ear, but they stepped on it one time far away from the door and didn't step on it again. I, I just think it was, it, it just proves how tired he was. I just don't think he did a very good job. Yeah, true. Or they're just trying to prove how, uh, stealth like henry has been to to yeah. stay alive through all of this um but i do i do they, we do have a great uh ellie moment here yeah um, so they they get inside the door and we finally get to the scene of where they have the guns on them and of course you've got ellie yelling joel get up get up and and henry's super frantic you can tell he doesn't really know what he's doing we don't want to hurt you we want to help you and ellie's still kind of frantically and and joel is the same joel calm joel with a gun being at him just like he was on that little flashback scene we got in the bill and frank episode like he's like yeah and this ain't the first I time see you but i yeah, think you so also have to remember this guy doesn't care about dying no but i so i think it's funny because henry's like we, we didn't hurt you we didn't do anything so you're not gonna hurt us right and he's trying to get answers and like you said, Ellie is constantly coming in like, bro, don't be such a douchebag. Well, like, no, I think it's like, he's like, he's like, that's right. He's like, that's a weird tone, man. That's a weird tone. It's like, it, she's like, it's just him. He has an asshole voice. He has an asshole voice. <laughs> and he <laughs> does then, not make it any and better. Then, it's and like, then, uh, it's funny. He, he has an asshole voice and he's like, Joel, tell him he's okay. He's like, everything's great. He's, she's like, dude come on <laughs> like you are not helping this situation uh, but it does turn out that you know he's like I'm gonna trust you like like I'm definitely gonna trust you and he signs to Sam so they're starting to realize okay you know there's there's a difference he tells them it's okay and, and he Sam drops his gun on them and they kind of um, come to an agreement that I didn't hurt you you didn't hurt us and we have um, the most awkward dinner scene uh, of all time, I guess. Yeah, it looks like they're all buddy-buddy now and everything's kosher. And then they're sharing food. And and then you realize they haven't even told them their names yet. No. And again, this is another thing where Ellie's a little still very trusting really quickly, I think. And Joel's just kind of like, hey, yo. Like, he gives that look of like, you need to... Like simmer down here. Well, I think there's a Ellie's ability to stay alive is her ability to connect to people fast. Yeah. And she has but to Joel's get them consent in ending this dinner and going separate ways. Yeah. We didn't hurt each other. Let's go our separate ways. 
But this is where we realize Henry definitely has a plan. Yeah. And there's a reason why Henry found them. Uh, we also see, again, Joel's humanity is coming back. He gives Sam the rest of his food. Like, he yeah. knows this child is hungry, and he's not going to let him go. He'll he'll go without before he'll let a child go. Um, I think that's also where he he begins to want to trust Henry and, like, because he's taking care of another kid. Like, so am I. Like, if anything, we have something in common here. And, but he does go, we ate, we didn't kill each other, win-win, let's move on. Like, that is that is Joel's mentality here. Yeah. Um, but as you said, Henry has a purpose, and that is we have a way out of the city, and we'll show you. Joel's not really, but he's like, you know what? I don't know a way out of here, so I'm going to need to listen to him. So this is kind of part of the game here. We weren't in Kansas City, but we were in uh, Pittsburgh when all of this is happening. So we do we are following some of the game's timeline here. Uh, to get out of the city. We also have this conference room that they're talking in. You're not in there very long, but um, it is, this is kind of how they have that conversation at the top of this okay. tower and gotcha. to show him where they need to go. Now, the question is, why does he need Joel? Well, he needs Joel because he might be able to get out of the city, but he knows he just watched Joel in that gunfight. He knows Joel can fight his way out of the city, but Joel doesn't know where to go. Henry knows where to go, but he can't fight his way out of the city. No. He also, I find it funny, he goes, the only time I've pointed a gun at someone is, well, the one I pointed at you, and it was... Yeah, it wasn't even <laughs> Joel's loaded. Joel's face was just kind of like, are you effing kidding me? That was kind of the face. But we find out, you know, uh, Joel talks about how they heard rumors of how, how Fedra was behaving in Kansas City. And basically, they admit that, hey, it was 20 years of raping and torturing and just taking advantage of the people. It was like this really bad, horrible place, like you said. I mean, it makes sense why Kathleen and this group would want to take over. But like you said, we're already seeing she's just acting the same way. Now, uh, we do learn, as Joel starts to probe a little bit, he assumes that Henry was Fedra and he's just trying to get out. But no, he admits to... Jolie was a collaborator and immediately Joel wants to leave because he doesn't work with rats. Yeah. But what, what else, what else, what else do they have? Like, like we don't, we don't have any other choice, but to uh, rely on each other here. I know way out. You can get me through it. Uh, so he kind of lays out the plan and basically we find out that those roadblocks were set by Kathleen yeah. And that's why they couldn't get through. And she has boxed in the city from all the major highways. And the only way they can get out are tunnels. And Joel's kind of like, there's no subway in Kansas City. Like, how the hell are we going to get out of tunnels? So basically, this. They got maintenance tunnels. They got maintenance tunnels that this subdivision put in that he knows about that will get you around. Um, this one spot that they have, this one corner that's locked down and you go over a berm and then you're gone. Uh, this is where he goes like, so what do you need me for? Um, and it's like, do you notice anything strange about the city? Yeah, there's no, and infected. Ellie immediately knows he's like, there's, there's no infected. He's like, there were just not on the surface. 
which kind of points back to the broken ground that we saw in the other yeah. one of like, okay, they trapped these infected underneath the ground for 15 years now. Yeah. And you want us to go down into the dark tunnels? Like you don't think they found it? And and Henry believes they're not down there. Yeah, like, because the Fedra guy, it's funny because Joel's like, oh, you've seen it. He's like, well, no, I didn't see it. But this Fedra guy I talked to said that it was clear. I mean, Joel's confidence level in this whole plan is out the window. But again, it's like, what do you got? You got nothing else. You got nothing else. Um, Ellie doesn't help the point by like, what about the blind ones that see like a bat? He's like, so you've seen one, a clicker. Exactly. You're the people I need because you're still alive. Yeah, yeah you've seen them. You killed them. Yeah. yeah. So it's just like, this is a, <laughs> this is a, this is your plan. He's like, no, this is my dicey as fuck plan, but it's all I got. And Joel's like, you're not wrong, but I think it's not Henry. It's, it's Sam that gets to Joel because Sam asks, are you going to help? And Henry answers back. Yes. They said they're going to help. And now Joel's like, fuck. Just kind of caught in the headlights. I, I can't. Like a deer in the headlights there. I can't not help this child. Um, so we move no, out, like man. They, yeah, they move out and they immediately go across and they, they don't kind of, they don't waste a lot of time. They get into the tunnels. But here's my, my, one of my favorite parts of the episode was they open up the door. Oh, here it is. I mean, they're not even two foot through the, two feet ain't got through the door yet. And Henry's already like, see, it's clear. It's all good. And Joel's like, we've been in here two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I just think he's just, you know, again, trying to trying to be positive through this whole situation. And Joel's just like, he's not having it. Um, and of course, he tells Ellie to take her gun out and he sees she did. He she didn't put it in her book bag. Yeah. Um, I also like I'm wondering here. Joel has lost a lot of his gear um, because you got to remember, we lost it in that train wreck. So he doesn't have his book bag. Yeah. He doesn't have his rifle. Uh, so we're just down to a pistol here. Again, we, we don't have a lot to fight a fight if we run into one. And my God, of course, they're in some fucking steam tunnel underneath here, maintenance tunnel. And it's like, I've played these games before. This is where clickers live. This is how they get you. This is when you die 78,000 times in this fucking game because it's impossible to get past these things. And just the way they did the angles and the cuts as they're walking through all of this, it just creep me out like something about Were you constantly whole. waiting on a clicker to show up in this scene um i was waiting to hear one i didn't think we were gonna like see it yet like i was i just yeah. felt like i was gonna at least hear one but we we didn't yeah, and nothing. we ended up getting to um this kind of blast shelter uh, as it was underground shelter that people built during the outbreak with you know again kids paintings everywhere yeah, um, almost like a school, basically. Yeah, underground. Um, and this is in the game. You do have this as you're going through these tunnels in the game, and uh, you come upon this here, and you have the conversation with them, and you kind of learn this information. But again, it's like how I don't I don't know how to put this. It's like there are so few kids alive. Correct. Yeah. It's just it's just amazing at how difficult and kids really can't. It's hard for them to survive without resources and parents taking care of them like they're not. And if their parents die, they're probably just killing these kids off because it's like I can't feed them. They're not mine. 
Because this was a whole school down here. Where did all these kids go? Did they all yeah. get infected? Like, what happened? Um, it just opens up more of these stories. That's just, to me, it's just horrifying. You do kind of get this drawing on the board. Of, it's kind of a Easter egg there of the ish um, drawing that um, Joel looks at on the wall. That's from straight from the game DLC stuff. So um, kind of spoiler there. You, you will probably learn more about what that drawing means. In the future, probably in some flashbacks. Yeah. But they do kind of, you know, start hunting around and, and Ellie and Sam kind of have a moment over this uh, comic book that they both really love and how many different copies that they have. And if you're feeling very hopeful and we get yeah. kind of the uh, homage, the name, the endurance survive. And they, this is basically an entire, you know, Henry's excited because he hasn't seen Sam act like this in a long time. And Joel's just kind of like, they're being kids. You can see Joel again. This is a, a, another moment where they're just chatting and, and you start to see Joel get his humanity back just looking, but it's a real bonding moment for Ellie and Sam by being kids. And they really strike a, a, a quick bond. Yeah. And Joel really wants to move forward, but Ellie's like, we finally can do some shit here, man. Like, let's play. Like, and then uh, Henry does mention, like, it would be nice to have some cover, some some darkness. Um, but so Joel Henry opens up here, doesn't he? Yeah, Joel decides to stay, and Henry... Uh, Joel opens up to Henry really first, and he's just like, you know what? I, I shouldn't have judged you. You're taking care of a kid, and, and you know what? I don't, I don't know how, how that's hard, um, you know, it's a little rough to send a whole army after you for for what you did. Um, and but Henry kind more. of agrees that he, <laughs> he he did something terrible. Like he does deserve all of this. Um, and this is where you find out he killed a great man essentially by telling him where it is. And it seems like Kathleen's brother was that was you know, the guy. leader of leaders, leaders of men that was always looking for the good in things. And helping, but and they were all friends too. We yeah. learned that as well before even any of this happened. Yep. And then Fedra wanted him to shut down the resistance that they had, and we find out that Sam got sick with cancer and the he only had leukemia, leukemia, and the only people that had the medicine he needed was Fedra. So he had to give him something big because he was a nobody. Like, like how how else is he going to save his brother? But as we learn, Kathleen looks at it. Who gets to choose who lives or dies? Like you decide my brother has to die to save your brother. But I find it interesting interesting that she is putting all these people in danger to track one person who killed her brother doing the exact same thing that Henry did. Exactly. She doesn't doesn't care. Again, does not care that this is where we're at. So, you know, he opens up, he tells them and he realizes like, was Kathleen's brother. That's why she's coming at me. And then he's like, so do you think they should take it easy on me or am I a bad guy? Um, and he's like, the answer is easy. I'm a bad guy. I did a bad thing. But he strikes a nerve with Joel. Incidentally, not knowing how he did. I like how he says, you might not be her father, but you were someone's. Yeah. Basically looking at Joel, like what would you have done? But yeah. Henry can tell that Joel is starting to really care about Ellie. And I think that's where you start to see it turn a little bit where Joel's like, oh, 
maybe I do care more about this person than I'm openly admitting to even himself. Absolutely. And uh, that means it's time to go. Um, we kind of cut to them, you know, storming the castle, man. And we find Kathleen. Um, come to find out, she never left Kansas City. She has lived here her whole life. And we are in her mm-hmm. childhood home. And she's just kind of remembering her brother and this, you know, her house that she was in. And um, I wish I knew this guy's name, but he, you know, her number two um, finds her and says, hey, have we found him yet? And he's like, no, well, we're not doing too good. And she's like, how in the, how did you know I was here? And he's like, your mom. She's like, why the hell are you talking to my mom? And he's like, no one could find you. So who else would know where you're at? I went and talked to your mom. And she kind of takes it as like this enduring thing of like, he does care about me um, to the point to where, he, you know, I wasn't around for a while and, and they wanted to know where I was at and make sure I was okay. Uh, and he's going to come find her. And um, this is where I'm going to go through everything she says here, but she talks about how great Michael was, how big the room seemed to them. Um, how he would um, keep her from being afraid of the lightning storms and that nothing can get her in the inside the box. And then turns out that she's like, I was nothing like him. I was not a good person. I'm not a good person. I'm not going to let things go. And I'm here for vengeance. Yeah. Like, like exactly. she basically lays it out to this guy is like, I don't give a fuck what you're saying. I'm going to kill him because I'm not my brother. But he does point out a thing of like, your brother was in this resistance for how long? He didn't change anything. You changed something. Good, bad, or indifferent, she made a change. But that change was just actually putting the same, you know, terrible power in place with herself. You know, did you really change anything other than we're on the other side of the box? Yeah, her brother became a martyr, basically. Yeah. And and that's the whole thing about about this whole story right here is kind of like when you make such a drastic change and you go that far, did you change anything? Did you really make a change or did you just replace the evil that you hated with the evil that you are? Yeah. And it's just, you know, humanity itself. It's like everything that we've gone through. It just repeats itself. Um, And, you know, she just goes through, like, he would want me to forgive. And she's like, you know, what the hell's the point of forgiving? Like, why do I want to forgive? I don't want to do that. So we do get to a very uh, video game-esque part here because it was in the game. And I saw them walking up to this house. And I'm like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. The whole time because I knew what was going to happen. I like the conversation going where... They decide they're just going to part ways. Hey, we made it. It's a success. And I love how Ellie here is like, no, 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 you should come with us. We're going to Wyoming. And again, that's another part where Joel's like, bro, like he's like, girl, you calm down on the information given here. But it's funny that they're like, no, we don't want to impose. And she's like, no, 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 this is how it goes. He's always like, no, Ellie, never, ever, ever happening. But in the middle of all this, him, her mocking him, this is where what you are, I'm assuming is, is anticipating breaks out. Yeah. Uh, Kathleen's not dumb. She knows the way out. She's lived here her whole life. 
We also knew she had the perimeter locked. We didn't know how far out the perimeter was locked, but she's got a sniper sitting in a building and he's not a very good shot, just like in most video games. Well, then I kind of wonder if he's like not trying to hit them at the same time. No, he's trying to hit them. Because Kathleen wants... Well, I mean, that's true. He could just try to be hold him down until Dilla gets there, but I don't think she would care if this guy shot him in the head at this point. She'd rather him be dead than have the opportunity to get away if she wasn't there. Like, I honestly think she'd take that over anything. I don't know. She's like every other typical horrible bad guy that's not very good at being a bad guy. But there's guy three other people there, so it's not like you're going to hold three people down. dramatic speech. Well, she gets her dramatic speech. Um, <laughs> everyone does. It's just always a one word too long. And Joel is like, okay, I got to do something about this guy. He's a shit shot. Um, and Joel takes off, you know, he runs and he looks at Ellie. He's like, do you trust me? And Ellie's like, fuck, I guess I do. Um, so he's running to try to get out of this sniper's line of sight here. And this is where I believe the guy's really a bad shot. And not that it's easy to hit a moving target like that at this point now. But if he was, you know, trained better, he would have known what Joel was trying to do. Yeah. Um, so Joel kind of gets up uh, underneath the house, um, sees the bridge that they need to get across, sees where they need to go, and really overtakes this guy who is just an old man. Um, unfortunately, by surprise, I'm not sure how he surprised them, but again, the guy's it's dark, not really paying attention. Um, but Joel gives him an opportunity. Here again, yeah, humanity. He I feel like Joel would have wasted this guy uh, four episodes ago without yeah. even thinking. But Joel basically just says, "Hey, all you need to do is put down the gun, slide it over, stay up here for an hour, wait ten minutes. It was an hour, ten, whatever he says. It's an hour, please, and then you can leave." And he says, "Please." But how? And- this guy already knows he's dead if he does that because Kathleen's gonna kill him. So like this guy knows it doesn't doesn't matter what he does he can't let these people go. So he tries to shoot him and Joel wastes him. But he's already called Kathleen. Yeah, and they're on their way. And Joel immediately starts yelling, "Run!" Run! But I'm guessing it's so either far away or loud or what's going on because they do not really understand what he's saying. Well, you can hear they hear the vehicles. Um, Sam sees the light. He's screaming, run. And I do love the, like the guys like there's a lot of cars here. And she's like, that's why we put you in front. And she's got this big cow catcher on the front to push everything out of the way. It's like, no, duh. We put you up front, knock them out of the way. And this is where the video game part starts. You're the sniper with Joel during this. Okay. Gotcha. And you're sniping down at this incoming uh, group of people. The now flooding in the in. game, is it Sam, Henry and Ellie? I don't remember exactly. I just remember this, like you being in a tower and you're sniping down. I'm not sure if it's all of them. I want to say it is, but I, I don't remember exactly. Gotcha. I just, the, the way the set looks, I was like, Oh, I remember this. And then when he gets the sniper, I'm like, Oh, the sniper mission. Like I love that mission. Um, so this, this cow catcher, he finally snipes the dude in the head and he runs into the building, 
But they they're not going anywhere, man. Like they they they's no, not a, they've there's got them just too many. They got them pinned down. I do like Ellie shooting though, looking back and popping yeah, shots. Yeah, she, she's she's not going down without a fight. But then of course, like every movie, there's a dramatic explosion off to the side where the cowcatcher went through the house. And now we've got this epic scene, and and Henry picks her up, gets her undercover. But and I thought that was important there, where Joel sees Henry go to rescue and yeah. not just worry about Sam only and book it off on their own. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it tells you that this guy, you know, truly does care. He's not he's not just caring about himself here; he cares about people. But they are pretty much like a death squad walking down here of, you know, we're, we're going to end up killing you guys. Yeah. Kathleen right in the middle. The car. And I love like, they're like, like they're pinned behind this car, like nine feet from her. Like, can she really not see that they're over there? Yeah. <laughs> like, like this is, this is bad guy video game monologue one oh one that happens all the time. And it ends up bad for the bad guy. Like yeah. it always does. But I find it funny that that here Henry and and I think he was willing to do this. He tries to negotiate with Kathleen and basically says, "Okay, I'll come out, but I want you to let the kids go." Yeah. And Kathleen, she's just like, "No. Sorry. The girl, the white girl is with the guy that killed Brian." And he's like, "Well, what about Sam?" And she says, "Well, Sam's with you." Well, and the other thing she goes, she says, like, he's just a fucking kid. And she's like, well, kids die. Like, it happens here. Um, and, and this is just like where, you know, fate. This is your fate right now. There's nothing you can do about it. And then he basically tells Ellie, like, you need to take Sam and run. Like, like I'm going to turn myself in here. I'm going to do this, but I need you to get him out of here. Um, Which, you know, that's what a brother would do. You know, he he got he kind of has to. He knows he did wrong. He knows he survived him. But if 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 his brother dies, then all of his work is is for nothing. So saving him is the number one goal for him right now. Yeah, the only Not thing himself. I I was lost on here. I don't understand why Joel just doesn't pull the trigger. Because he they don't know where he's at yet. No, but he could have pulled the trigger and taken out Kathleen. True, maybe. Oh, I thought that was interesting that he didn't. Yeah. I mean, this is your this is your typical cut scene in the video game. Yeah. You, know, you had to get to the next part, and I'll give you the next part. <laughs> so as uh, Ellie and Sam are about to run, and Kathleen's literally about to pull the trigger on Henry, which cracks me up. You just know it's not going to happen. They start to hear a little, a little noise. They turn back. And the truck that's on fire in the house is falling into this sinkhole. And I was like, oh, that's not good. Because I started thinking back to the flashback where there's stuff under the road. Not exactly sure what's going to happen. But of course, you know, Joel repositions. He's kind of looking. And they're all positioning. And we finally cut to the scene where before they came out, I was like, oh, this is in the trailer. This like view on one of the original trailers. And man, this horde comes out of this hole like they were straight out of World War Z. So it is and good to point fire out fire everywhere. And I think I don't think I, I, I see clickers in there. I see all kinds yeah, of everything, everything in there. But so there's really I think most of them are clickers, honestly. Um, There's four types 
of zombie monsters. And I think we kind of need to clarify that there's the runners, which they're called the runners, which are the early infected. They're the ones that are like, you know, that we see in the beginning that can't control their body and they're clumsy and, but they're fast, you know, they're, they're the runners. There's the next level of, um, zombie that you have and they're called lurkers. So they've been, they've been infected longer. They're not, they're not running around, but they will follow you around. Yeah. And then they'll attack at prime time because they're just looking to spread the disease. Now they're not, they're not just just under control. The third tier that you have, you know, we've seen are clickers, which I think a lot of these are clickers and runners. So newly infected and not many lurkers inside of here and really just really pissed off cordyceps that have been underground for a long time. Then you have the fourth tier. Which happens as Joel's becoming the greatest sniper of all time, sniping yeah. anything and everything that gets anywhere near Ellie. Yep. Yep. He is Joel. solely focused on protecting Ellie. Yeah. Um, you get a bloater. And now bloaters are supposedly have been infected for at least 10 to 15 years. Like this is like head shape of a clicker head shape of a clicker, but it's been long term. Now the bloaters are basically like the Hulk, you know, they, they can, they're super strong and everything, but here's where they, the bloaters differ in this game than or in this show than the game. The bloaters are known to just rip off pieces of their body and throw it at you because it'll blow up in the body. Yeah. Of their own okay. body. Because it'll blow up and infect you with its spores. You shoot a bloater, it pops, and the spores infect you. Bloaters are almost impossible to fucking kill. That's because you had all the airborne stuff. Yeah, the, the airborne stuff. There's no airborne stuff here, so I think they make them Hulk style. Um, so this bloater comes out, and Kathleen's you know military dude's lighting him up. He's going after this bloater's going after Kathleen. He tells... You know, I love this actress that plays Kathleen. I don't know her name, but she's been in a lot of stuff. She always plays a bad guy. She too. always plays a bad guy. She's phenomenal at it. And I love her at it. But please never have a scene where she has to run again. Because her running away from this bloater is like the slowest fast run. I, I, I mean, I started laughing when she ran. Like, rewatch that part. I guarantee you there's a TikTok with someone playing the chariots of fire. It has to be because watch her running away from this bloater. Like, do you see how bad this is? It's like the Baywatch run. Yeah, it is so bad. Her boys lighten up this bloater. It does nothing to him. And unfortunately, uh, he gets his head ripped off uh, yeah, for all so his effort. For HBO not showing uh, violence in earlier of part of the episode. Well, because guess this what? One, it, was, bloater. it was blurred out. It was blurred so we out. watched this bloater literally pick this guy up like the Hulk, turn him sideways, grab the top of his head, and literally rip his entire head off. Yeah. <laughs> Even my wife was like, well, well, he's dead. Yeah, there's nothing to do about it. So Ellie, meanwhile, is running around, finds this vehicle that she can climb into. Again, Ellie climbing into a small little hole. Joel's still sniping everything. But this little girl clicker decides that she wants to climb into the car with Ellie. And my God, how freaky was that when that thing was in the car with her, like flipping over the seat backwards and coming after her. Um, Of course, Ellie gets out 
she traps this little girl clicker in there. And then Joel's sniping everything, and cars are whizzing by, hitting things. And she seems Sam and um, Henry trapped. underneath a car trapped by, again, I think, again, these are all clickers underneath there. And they're trying to get at them. They're just grabbing at them. And you know, the first thing my wife says is like, oh, there's no way that they haven't been scratched or bit. Yeah, I, like, I said the same thing. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's some kind of damage there. But I was like. Then they popped up. I'm like, okay, their legs look clean. It doesn't look like their jeans ripped. They're they're okay. It's a show. Like suspend reality here. Yeah. And but Ellie, I like how Ellie gets Ellie gets she crazy. Stabs she stabs on one. She shoots one. Like, oh. Yeah, she's legit. And then Kathleen finally gets her shot at Henry, and stands there and does what every bad guy does wrong. She just doesn't fucking pull the trigger. Decides to start her monologue again, and this little girl clicker that was after Ellie man she jumps on her and just starts eating the crap out of Kathleen so and Kathleen, punching her, punching her eating her so I'm wondering if this little girl knew who she was like do you think there's like there was something there where this oh, person knew possible, who it was yeah. and but there's still the some I humanity there away, the thing I took away so much is how much of this entire violent scene we cut to Ellie and Ellie gets a full view finally of a one-on-one on what these things can do. And I, I brought me back to when Tess said, you might be immune to them, but you're not immune from getting ripped apart. Yeah. And Tess really wanted Ellie to understand. And I think right here, Ellie sees it and it may have, it's like one of those, like it's shock. I think Ellie did know, but I think now she really knows. Yeah. And I think it goes back to the next scene. They're in this hotel room. Um, they got into a hotel and Joel basically opens up to Henry and be like, Hey, we're going to Wyoming. It's going to be a lot of walking, but you know, you should come like, and I think you're right. Him saving Ellie, him sacrificing himself for them has made Joel believe like you're trying to make amends for the bad things that you've done. I'm a bad guy. I'm trying yeah. to make amends for the bad thing. Joel's that I've also, done. yeah, Joel's also been a bad guy. So. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he understands what he's trying to do here. He gets. He's doing what he has to do. And I do love this. He comes in. He he signs to his brother. You need to go to sleep. He crawls onto the other bed, lays down. Goes. I'm like, both my wife look at each other. Like, if it was that easy to put our fucking kids to bed, yeah. like I would be so happy if that's all but that it, it wasn't. took. It wasn't that but easy. But it wasn't that easy. Of course. I'm like, do you think they're going to go to sleep? Like, come on. You know they're not going to sleep. Ellie's exactly. waking them up. They have this cool little conversation. They're talking back and forth between each other. And then using the magic, using erase, the magic erase pad. And then Sam asks a very interesting question. If you turn into a monster, is it still inside? Is it still is you? Is it still you inside? Inside. And... Sam pulls up his leg and he's been infected. So you pretty much know that this is, this is over for this kid, but Ellie has this idea of my bloods can heal you. And you got to remember, I think this is something that's important. You got to remember this is a 14 year old girl. Yeah. Because my wife was immediately like, that's not going to work. Yeah, dude. I was like, well, from a kid's perspective, they would think, hey, my blood's, I've been told my blood's good. I don't think she thought this was going to work. I think she just didn't want 
to admit that this was going to happen. I, I, I don't know. See, I think that she was hoping it would work. I, I think there's hope, but here I, I, I think a 14 year old child is going to have hope. 14 year old child also understands that it's probably not going to work. Yeah. But I think if she definitively knew it wouldn't work, she would have told Joel. I don't think she would have. I don't think cause she knew Joel would have killed him. I, I think this was her hoping that if I'm okay, maybe he could be okay too. Yeah. There has to be more than one of me out here. And I'm going to stay up all night. Like every terrible thing that starts is I'm going to stay up all night. And that was when my wife's like, what are we really? Are you there? And she cuts her hand, puts the blood on top of his blood, hoping that it would help stay awake with him. She stays awake. She gives him a hug, but she falls asleep in the chair, but she's not dead. They make it to the next day, the next morning. Um, Sam's sitting at the end of the bed and you just have this bad feeling. In but your I like gut. how Ellie's like, Hey, and then it has this realization like, Oh yeah, dummy. He's deaf. Yeah. So she goes up. Now I'm wondering if he was sitting there and he turned and forgot she was there because she was sleeping because you couldn't hear her. Yeah. And that's the only way he didn't attack in the middle of the night. Um, he taps her on the shoulder and goes ballistic, trying to attack her, bite her. They come flying out into the room, which wakes up Joel, wakes up Henry. Joel tries to get to his gun. Henry picks up his gun and he's like, no, don't move. Don't move. Like he's. Yeah. He shoots at the floor towards Joel. Yeah. Like, stop. Like, no, 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 no. You're not doing anything to him. He's, he's going to be fine. And. But being, Henry ends up shooting him well, pretty quickly. Being a game player, you know what's coming. And Henry just, I think, out of instinct, turns and shoots. And But it was so fast. It was With fast. Him holding off Joel and then turning around and shooting, it was very interesting to me. Yeah, I mean, he knew what he had to do. He knew that it was over. And then he killed his brother, and he can't take that. He goes into shock immediately. Shock. What did I do? What did I do? Can't believe I've done this. Takes the gun, points at his own head, pulls the trigger, kills himself. And we then lose two more characters of Sam and Henry. Now I want to take over from here uh, because this is something I said at the beginning of the episode. This is where I think that you see the humanity roles turn here. You cut to... um, Joel and Ellie burying graves, uh, which I thought was interesting. We haven't really seen a lot of that in this show where they actually bury people versus the, you know, kind of just leaving them moving on or burning them, whatever. As they finish it, uh, Ellie pulls out that magic eraser and writes something on it, puts it down. We're not really sure where it is, what it is. And then it cuts away and you see that it says, sorry. But as she starts to walk away, she looks at Joel and says, which way's west? And of course, he's just sitting there with the shovel. And he points in a direction. She just starts walking. And that's when Joel looks back, looks at the magic eraser and sees that it says, I'm sorry. And then Ellie just kind of says, you know, let's go. And I thought there, right there is where Ellie's cold. Ellie's done. Like, F this world. F everyone else. We've got a mission. Let's go. And Joel has this like 
fatherly mannerism about him as he's walking away, in my opinion. Shocked look of um, like, I got to take care of her. I don't know if I agree with you 100% on that. I think it's... I think you remove, you're removing the child out of Ellie. She's no longer a child. You're, you're lo- I don't think she's losing her humanity, but I think she's lost being a child now. She's seen too many things. And the only way... And her, her saying I'm sorry, I think, is the fact that she, she couldn't help him. She couldn't help him. Correct. I agree with you. There. And her wanting to know where West was and to continue moving on is because the only way she knows how to help and stop this from happening again is to get to where she needs to go. Like, she has to get to this Firefly camp. She has to get to the doctors that are supposed to be there in order for them to be able to figure out a cure with her. So I don't I, I I agree with you to a point, but I don't think it's it's about her just like fuck the world. I think it's the only way I can save somebody now is to get to where I have to go. Yeah. And and we have to move forward in order to do that. And it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be. It's going to be bumpy. Where there's going to be roadblocks here. Um, but I agree 100 percent on the Joel side of things. This is where Joel is now gonna be the joel that we want him to be and getting this girl to where she needs to be to help her save the world essentially yeah um and and take that burden off of her because once she gets to where she's at and they have her blood the burden's off of her you we did what you did what you could do you got here you stayed alive and that's that's the goal is to stay alive and get to the get to this research center that we're hoping is in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know, but we're going to make a long trek out there because what else are we going to do? Yeah. And Wyoming was just where they're trying to find Tommy. So yeah. we don't even know. Well, they, yeah. Cause they don't know where it's at. They're trying to find Tommy to find where they need to go Yeah, because the fireflies were you know ambushed um, earlier. Uh, Cause we already had saw that happen in Marlene's camp. So end of episode, very impactful. Um, Another episode where you really start to care about a couple of characters and they're ripped away from you. At least we got two episodes with them ish. Um, total impact. Definitely progress the story. Definitely understand the world we're walking into and we're really walking back into the unknown. We don't know what we're, what's going to happen next. Exactly. And that's kind of what we kind of continue to end with is them just walking into a a story um you know walking walking into the open world of we have no idea what's coming next but between the two of us we're gonna endure and survive just like this episode said all right got anything else for us no sir that's a wrap this has been two dudes the game reviewing the last of us season one episode five endure and survive Thank you. Please click the like down below if you are liking what we're doing. Leave a comment. Have a good night. My name's Ender. The guy over there is James. Later.